Well, well, well. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Oh, Chandler. We're both oh, Chandler. We're both at home at last. Mm-hmm. We are both ensconced in our private dwellings. And it feels it feels really delicious and right. It feels amazing. We obviously had a great time staying at Courtney's, but there's nothing like being at home, having your own things, you know? Yeah. I think that we have just been traveling a lot. And when you're traveling, a lot feels out of your control. You know, there's, you're always kind of like doing things to be with the group, to go with the flow. And it's right. very nice to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to eat this at this time. And I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go yeah. to sleep. And anyway, when I want to, and it's just, yeah, I'm very happy to be back in my routine. Although I do miss everyone. Yes. Agreed. And I've literally come home to fully like fall in New York. It's cold here. It's been rainy this whole week. And I have doubled down on my walking pad routine, which has felt oh, so really? good. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know if yours has been gathering dust or, you know, what type of routine you've been in, but mine, like in the summertime, I just will walk outside way more. And yeah. the minute that it's cold and I don't want to leave my apartment, it's like so nice to know that I have a way to like still get my steps in. And yeah, I, and also I feel like the walking pad has kind of taken off. I feel like I'm seeing it all over TikTok. Do you agree? You know, I'm, I don't really go on TikTok and my walking pad habits completely took a nosedive this year. I, I wasn't going to say it, but I've noticed. <laughs> um, my walking pad habits have taken a nosedive. So I'm happy for you, Chona, that you're getting in your steps. Every day is the queen's funeral for you. Yes, truly. <laughs> I hope some of those like, you know, guardsmen were wearing Apple watches underneath all their, uh, their garb. Um, because yeah, lots of steps. But anyways, what I was going to say is you started a movement with a walking pad. And when I say I've noticed that you uh, haven't used a walking pad, it has nothing to do with your body. It's mainly because typically th this time last year, when I'd call you, there would be a, lar a loud screeching noise in the background from your walking <laughs> pad. So true. And I, I just haven't been dealing with those audio difficulties anymore. Yeah. You know, I just fell out of the habit and I'm trying to have a sixth spider sense about when these things will be boring for other people to listen to. So yeah. I'm even going to Chandler, get into the tangent. Thank Are you. you proud of me? You don't even have to make a, a sigh, like look mm -hmm. around your apartment, go on your phone as I go into some tangent about why I'm not on my walking pad right now. Right, right. There's going to be no passive aggressive movements for me. Um, how was your Spirit Airlines flight? Let's talk about that. Okay. So flights out of Salt Lake to Puerto Rico, it's just not a convenient experience. Um, you've got to get to some other major hub. It's never direct, obviously. They don't even fly direct to LA. So you've got to get to some other major hub and you are, you are either going to be flying like super early in the morning to get in by evening yeah. or it's a, or it's a, like a partial red eye. We're going to get in at 3am. Yeah. Um, so basically very few actually decent flights. So we left at 6 a.m. Spirit Airlines, $600 one way. Okay. Whoa. So is that including baggage? It was including baggage and like the, okay. the, the bigger seats up front. And I mean, it was honestly Spirit Airlines. They, I've never had an issue every time they're on time. You know, I had a delicious cup of noodles. Really? So it was, you know, it was as classy as it gets for Spirit honestly? Airlines. That is great to hear because there there have been some attractive Spirit Airlines flights that I've seen on Google Flights when I've been looking for my various travels. And every time I've just been like, well, you know, do I want to arrive in one piece? Got to spring for Delta. <laughs> Got to spring for JetBlue. So I didn't actually know that you could safely fly Spirit Airlines. Yeah. In fact, I would say that it feels like... I don't know. This is, might just be my luck of the draw, but it's very organized. The planes are very clean. What? They're new. It's just like less comfortable. Um, the seats are less comfortable, okay. but you can spring for the bigger seats up front, which are an extra hundred dollars. And they have as much room as a business class flight. Now there's no like service with like, you know, champagne and a glass flute, but you can order stuff. Like I got, I got a cup of noodles and a beer, baby. And how much was it for my cup of noodles? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. Five dollars. And you basically in threw your Amex Platinum at the <laughs> tenant. It was just, just swipe it. I can afford it. Just swipe it. I don't need to look at the bill. I don't need to look at the bill, Jill. Just swipe it. No, no, it was like Spirit Airlines, honestly, they do a great job. 
they get a bad rap, but they do a great job. You have to be ready to be less comfortable in those seats unless you're up front. Mm -hmm. And then otherwise, it's really not a problem. Like, I think they're just as safe as any other airline. Okay, that's amazing because, yeah, like I said, when I've pictured it, I have pictured like Ryanair was when we first went to Europe where it was like, get on a bus to then run towards the plane and try to get a good seat. Or like how (laughs) Ryanair used to have like ads plastering like the like the walls of the cabin you know what it is here's what it is about spirit airlines that i enjoy first of all they do this thing where they're like funny so they're always like cracking jokes like the the pilot cracks jokes you're no, kidding and like the the stewardesses crack jokes give me a joke tell me a joke oh gosh it's hard to like remember what the exact jokes are now but oh yeah it's like every time before you leave they're like well, we're about to fly to Orlando. So if anyone on this flight doesn't want to spend some time in Florida and is not looking to go there, please let us know before we close the boarding door. Stop. Like, <laughs> you know, wave your hands in the air. That's yeah, amazing. It's so funny. And like mid-flight, the flight attendants like let everyone through a stretching routine. I kid you not. They're like, stretch Wait, to the left. This is like a goop flight. Stretch to the right. I can tell some people don't know their rights and left yet. Like... <laughs> Oh, we're still struggling with the rights and lefts. It's honestly like because Spirit Airlines has been slandered for so long, they just don't give a single F. No, they don't. And that they're just like, we're going to be exactly who we're going to be. And wow. Okay. I also want to just now crown you as our high-low queen. Oh, thank you. Because you are also the person who regularly talks about buying like expensive business class seats. And now you're also extolling the virtues of Spirit Airlines. So You know what? Wow. I am just a woman of every kind of person. Or people really would you say that quote you're every woman honestly it's a great airline i highly recommend it okay. and i've we never have had an issue with lost baggage i mean we've only flown it three times but <laughs> what if spirit what if spirit airlines sponsors our podcast <laughs> i think they don't need the sponsorship i will tell you the the pilot though had a little meltdown when we landed um what? in orlando what do you mean how did you know that the pilot had a oh because he was like basically screaming at us so we we get to the we land and this is clearly like um dad energy with serious control issues our dad is not this way it's not who i'm referring to but suddenly we all know the type this pilot gets on the speaker and is like i'm hearing a lot of buckles happening right now stay Stop. buckled we are not at the gate oh you can only unbuckle when we taxi to the gate okay hold on how thin is there's the cockpit door that he can hear literally buckles uh, on? This is why I think Spirit Airlines might not be safe enough because <laughs> I think it's a chorus of those, you know, metal clinking sounds when people sure. release themselves um, from their from their material restrictions. So then a few minutes later, he's like, in your seats, if, even if you have a child, <laughs> your child needs to be buckled and in its seat. I literally, Chandler, I put my buckle back on just because I didn't want this pilot to come back and like assault me or send me out for a rest. Right, I was right. like, I need to make it home today. So no defiant attitude. It's giving like when you're here, your family, it's like, we'll crack jokes, but we'll also yell 100%. at you. hundred percent. And flight attendants are in a much better attitude because there's no free snacks. So everything's paid for. Right. And they have good ones. They have yeah. dots, Chandler. They have cup of noodles, obviously. Wow. They have beer and wine. Yeah. They have really anything you could want. And um, but because yeah. there's no free, like the flight attendants are not exhausted. They're just like coming by the right. aisles with a cheery paid snack right. situation if you want it. So their work is a lot lighter. So they're all, you know, have a yeah. pep in their step. And that's stunning, honestly. Okay, I've completely changed my tune. I would like Spirit Airlines to, in fact, sponsor our podcast. Like, in fact, Chandler, I will say it's a it's a better flying experience, if not because there aren't cranky flight attendants in the aisles for a full 45 minutes, you know, exhaustedly right. shoveling out ginger rails and pretzels. It's, like, less messy, too, because there isn't all that crap around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a real sad state of affairs when you finish off that 70 calorie bag of sun chips from Delta <laughs> when you're just like, this didn't even begin to scratch well, the like, itch of hunger that I have. Yeah, and why don't we just all pay a little less for our flights and just pay for good snacks if we want them? Can I just tell you about what happened to me when I was flying? Yes, please. Okay. I have been in altercation city and one of the experiences happened as we deplaned, all right? So 
we flew, we flew back from New York and we landed around, you know, 12, 15, 1230. We have to wait on the runway for like 15 minutes to get to our gate. All, you know, the whole thing, you know, when you like land and you're so ready and then they're like, well, folks, it's going to be another 20 to 25 as we wait for this plane to, you know, leave mm. our gate. Uh, it's yeah. actually like, that's the, my least favorite thing. I'd rather even be stuck on the runway, like waiting to take off versus like getting there and waiting for a gate. Anyways, we deplane, um, you know, it's now about 1245 and Ben and I, you know, stumble bleary eyed to baggage claim because yes, we've checked two bags. Uh, I have now swindled Ben into checking a bag everywhere we go because I get, I get to check two bags for free with Delta, uh, AKA the airline who shall not be named after last week's incident. But anyways, so we have to wait for our two checked bags. And as we approach the rotunda thing, we hear this woman as we approach the Trevi fountain. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what a rotunda is. Is a rotunda. I think a rotunda is a rotating thing. I would like to think. But anyways, we approach that belt. I would like to think. I would like to think when they set up the English language, they did it properly and had rotunda refer to baggage claim. Right. As we approach that, you know, rotating belt of hell um, where everyone's uh-huh. just pissed that they have to wait for their bags and that it never comes soon enough. We hear this woman and she's yelling at full volume. She's yelling at a younger guy, like a handsome younger guy, probably in his 20s and another woman. Okay. And the woman says to the woman yelling, you were listening to something on speaker the whole flight until I told you to wear headphones. Until <gasps> I asked you to wear headphones. Stop. Literally, plane drama has now come off the plane and is like unfolding at baggage claim. And oh, the woman then gosh. like starts to yell something obscene back at her. And then the guy steps in and says she was being rude the whole flight. So, wait, says says like you were being rude the whole yeah, flight. Yeah, he says you were being rude the whole flight or something like that. To which she then calls him the F word, okay? And not the (gasps) F-U-C-K word, the other F word. She says, you're like, what is the F-A-G-G-O-T. Stop. Yes. She says, you're a F. You're a F. You're acting like an F. No. Yes. Yes. So that makes me so sad. Oh, I know. I know. So this is when, okay, this, so this is what I'm saying though. This is when it goes from being like a kind of like funny spectacle to then like a full incident that's like completely like not okay. Right. And right. what's crazy is that there's like security literally at a little podium stand, like as you exit to go to like the taxi stand, just standing there. They don't do a single thing, literally. Yeah. And so we kind of like step towards a situation. And then at that point that the guy says to her, uh, who says that? Who even says that anymore or whatever, which I thought was like a pretty good clapback or pretty good comeback for like that terrible word and moment. Absolutely. Um, So then the woman then stumbles away or like runs away or whatever, walks away. And as she's walking away, she yells, I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm here to make me comfortable. And (laughs) okay. Well, that's a life mantra. Certainly. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's like a Brene Brown or Glennon Doyle, uh, yes. you know, affirmation, I'm sure. It's like a full, it's it's definitely a mentality to have when you're at an airport and after being on a five-hour flight with strangers. Um, so there's that. I mean, that's like the mentality I like to have when, I, when I'm when i tempted to wear my Ugg slip-ons through the airport, which I, you know, <laughs> I decided that I was going to become a slave to the male gaze and the patriarchy and instead wear demure flats. But trust right. me, I spent a solid 20 minutes debating whether I'd put on those cheerling slides you know cover my paws and some delicious australian you know whatever fuzz please don't use the word pause and delicious in the same sentence ever again it's disgusting and coast through the airport in comfort but no i decided that i guess um i am not truly evolved that's my thought i i think that there's something beautiful about i'm not here to make you comfortable i'm here to make me comfortable so i'm gonna wear whatever i want i'm going to be completely relaxed sans the homophobia in this case (laughs) <laughs> it's a beautiful sentiment it's it's a, it's a beautiful notion she's clearly living her truth um if she yes. hadn't you know used that slur you know maybe i would be siding with her um but i just thought that was like an insane thing to witness at like literally twelve forty-five in the morning like at jfk what's also hilarious is that like okay so the woman storms off and then we're just kind of all standing there and like ben's like should we go ask that guy if he's okay and we like oh. end up later on like asking him or actually Ben says to him after this is so funny Ben then after she storms away Ben says hurt people hurt people <laughs> Ben like, is kind, really such to, a like, special add, human being I know trying to add some like levity I don't know if like the, the group at the baggage claim like got the joke 
Um, oh, did he say it to everyone? Yeah, he just kind of muttered. He like muttered it to everybody after she walked oh away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then after we actually ended up talking to the guy and anyways, but this woman comes up to me after and she goes, oh my gosh, she was fighting with me too in the bathroom. And I'm like, what? She's like, she was on one tonight. I was literally in the bathroom and she was trying to say stuff to me and she started fighting with me. Uh, you know, I actually ended up changing my shirt because I didn't want her to recognize me uh, after we like left the bathroom. Anyway, it's just like hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. So you had a true psychopath deranged Looney, Looney Tune yes. on your flight. And I was also just like so annoyed that the security guard who's literally paid to like step in in scenarios like that woman had probably been yelling for two minutes before like then she used the slur and then she like stormed off and like the security guard was 10 feet away and could have easily just been like, hey, is everything okay over here? But they just like don't. Yeah. I think those security guards, Chandler, I think they're really, as they call it, you know, in God's country, all hat, no saddle. Okay. Meaning, oh my gosh, it's just she went all Yellowstone cost- on me again. <laughs> it's all costumery, okay? But there's really no valiant defending of of the innocent happening. I would like them to be centurions of law and order and social order. That's all. Um, I okay. We'll have you know a rotunda. So I don't know how you use the word centurion. Um, just now, I. Uh, when I think of Centurion, I think of the Centurion Lounge. Um, but a rotunda is any building with a circular ground plan and sometimes covered by a dome. So please don't um, dirty our vocabulary <laughs> reputation with just misusing words continuously. Lauren, I'm going to send you a picture of a... <laughs> this is what I'm going to send you a picture of, uh, of a Centurion, okay? And this is... On, honestly, I did use it correctly. I'm sending you the picture right oh. now. This is, this is a classically known Centurion. Oh, gosh. Oh, I looked it up. I don't even need <laughs> A centurion was a position in the Roman army during classical antiquity. What is with all of the antiquity references today from you? Are you Look, watching some... Are you watching a show? What show are you watching? No, I'm not. I'm actually not watching a show. I mean, I actually did start a new show. It's called We Own the City, but it's about corruption within the Baltimore police. Um, no, I'm actually just a super smart person. Anyways. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. That was... That was altercation number one. And I'm going to quickly move through altercation number two. Like I said, I've been in altercation city. Have you ever yelled at a man, a stranger? No, I've not. Have you? Well, yesterday morning around 10 a.m. I did and it felt so good. Stop. So you were the Karen. Yes. But I I feel so justified. I can't even tell you. Okay. No. I I feel like I was was so there for my own comfortability and not his. Like, Mm. so... Twice a week, we have to do street sweeping, which means that Ben and I have to sit in his car. Ben or I have to sit in his car for an hour and a half, wait for the street sweeper to come by. When the street sweeper's, you know, on the street, we move the car to the center of the road. The street sweeper goes by. You know that you know the system, okay? Well, yesterday, Lauren, okay? There okay, so I we've am. left the airport. That's good to know. We've left the airport. We're now, uh, it's Monday morning, all right? My vibe is good. I think on the Upper West Side, my vibe is good. I'm, you know, making my reel in the car while I wait for the street sweeper. He comes by. We're parked in a spot that is the end of like the, like we're in the last possible spot that's an overnight spot. And then in front of us are the metered spots, okay, that are only two hours, right? Are you visualizing? Okay. Yeah. So I, I move my car to the middle of the road. The person parked in front of me in the metered spot does not move his car for the street sweeper, which is like a big no-no. And like, you usually get a ticket, but I think he was doing this thing where he like waited outside to see when the person would walk by, gets in his car, whatever. Anyway, so he was trying to game mm. the system. So gotcha. I move my car and he doesn't move his car. And then the street sweeper goes by. And as they then leave, he then backs up his car into my spot, my overnight spot. Okay. Ooh. So did, was it, is this your spot or is this just a spot you had left? No, but every, see the thing is like, there's like, a, everybody leaves their spot for 45 seconds. Oh, to gotcha. then wait so for this the is like a, to go by. a choreographed communal activity of the hell of living in New York. It's One a of the sweet hells. dance that the, us as rats do together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Twice a week. Yeah. Right. The price you pay for living in that metropolis. Right. As I watch you know, this injustice happened and unfold before me. Okay. Wow. I am just like a power c- comes over me. You know, I tap into something carnal mm-hmm. and I back up my car. I quickly back up reverse so that I'm in eye line with him, rolled on my window and I yell, I was parked there, dude. <laughs> and what does he say? 
And he says, okay, he's like, he gets a little jolted by this. Cause I'm like, I'm a cute girl. I'm younger, but I'm like, dude, I was parked there. <laughs> he gets an erection. He's a little jolted by that. <laughs> I'm a cute girl. I'm younger. He's really surprised. You know, I'm only 27. I'm only two years, you know, shy of, or whatever, pushing 30. But anyways, uh, he's jolted to the point where he pulls a full Luann and he goes, okay, fine. Be cool. Oh my gosh. Did he leave at the spot? Then he literally, then he goes forward into the other spot. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Anyways, job, it, it felt so good to yell at a man. And I'm not even like a proclaim. I don't, I don't consider myself to be a man hater actually. Like that, those like early feminist days are pretty much behind me, but like, it just felt really good to, I think it was honestly, it was, I'm a, you know, I'm a people pleaser. And so to shed that for a moment, and to just fully yell at another person, you know, a person who fully deserved it felt so good. Yeah. Well, I think that um, next time you should just take it a step further and maybe do a citizen's arrest because it seems you really like these moments of authority and aggression. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You I could be a police would. officer maybe someday <laughs> if everything falls through since you enjoyed that experience Honestly, so much. No, if, if I play my cards right, I could become, you know, a police officer. Wow. No, actually, I would never because yeah dirty cops are a real thing everyone should watch the show we own this city it was recommended by a friend and it's fascinating it's a scripted show hbo about corruption within the baltimore uh police hmm. okay well thank you thank you for that plug uh did you like my journeys through altercation city yes i did you know i i did do some soul searching the last two weeks but clearly i'm ready to be back in you know the trappings of everyday reality mortal life and it feels good yeah. If you listen to our Patreon episode about our beautiful experience in Southern Utah, despite any evolution of character that might have happened for you, you know, you're right back in New York yelling at strangers. So it's it good to good. know we're all mortals. We're all human after really all. Are. Right. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food like my mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off uh, the afterglow has dimmed Chandler. Well, beyond, you know, your travel travails, I need to talk to you about another journey I've been going on emotionally. And of oh, course, great. this has everything to do with Heather and Terry Dubrow because yes. there yes. are some rumors a swirling. <sighs> I didn't want to bring this up, but thank God you actually sent me this article because there are two people who are apparently allegedly suffering from some marital strife and i know these people are very near and dear to you you've actually spoken mm. to them on the phone i have <laughs> that's true multiple times actually multiple i was gonna say multiple times but i didn't want to shame you so of course we're talking about heather and terry dubrow and some alleged cheating rumors you know these rumors sh shook me to my core chandler when i first saw them they came out on dumois and basically someone just said that she's not filming anymore because the rumor is that he has been cheating with his longtime assistant. Okay. Yes. Yes. And this is a level of dissolution of infidelity of breaking down of a union that I hold sacred adjacent to Tim and Faith Chandler. I know. I know for you, these are pillars of heteronormative man and wife wed together this is what Chandler does to me. A little bit Chandler will gaslight me in certain situations. Like we used to love the band Midland and I was like, oh, we should put on Midland for during my bachelorette. And you were like, you love Midland. It was so okay. rude. And then it was not rude. I just hear the thing. I never, 
pillars for you. They I'm are. Like, you love Heather and Terry just as much as this I bitch. do, but you called into their radio show. I've never called into their radio show multiple okay, times. Okay, as a woman who told me how great Heather Dubrow's World, the podcast was in 2015, and that I you listened to every episode. I love I, her. I love Lauren. I love her, but 10, they're, they're 10% more important to you than they are to me. Fine. Fair enough. And um, that's okay. And that's wonderful. I don't think if they're, I think they're an amazing couple to put your faith and hope in. Yeah. Except my faith and hopes, my dreams are being dashed right now because I just, I don't know. I personally feel like when there's smoke, there's fire. Oh my God. Right. See, I did not think you were going to believe it. And I was ready to stand with you arm in arm, not buying it. <laughs> I guess I just feel like why would there why would there be rumors? Like I guess Heather said on her podcast, these rumors are not new. And Heather said on her podcast a few months ago, there were these rumors. She wasn't even going to address them other than to say that they weren't true and not give them any life because they're ridiculous. So okay. why are there new rumors that he's cheating? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just personally think that when there's smoke, there's fire. What? And it makes me really sad. Lauren. I hate that you believe these. And it's not that I don't necessarily believe them. It's just, it's so sad if they are true. I don't even want to go there mentally. Yeah. Because. No, it's completely I mean, horrible if they're true. They, they are an amazing couple, a very connected couple. You know, I just like, there's just no way, but maybe there is a way. I don't know. These people have a stained glass, beautiful tree, the tree. installation wall with they're embryos in the tree, okay? Presented, visualized as eggs in the tree right. in a nest. The idea that he could step out of that kind of marriage, it just makes me, it makes me physically ill. I, I can't even believe that you are well enough to record this morning. Like if I had known <laughs> that you believed these rumors, like I would have told you to just take a day off. Like, you know, for once you can take a day off and I'll handle this. I mean, hopefully there'll be flowers here if you had realized the right. state I was They're in, on the, the way. state I was in. No, so I don't know. I just, I do feel like when there's smoke, there's fire. And there's something really, really spooky about these rumors to me. Wow. And honestly, I don't like, think, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like when you believe something, I believe something too. I'm also extremely, extremely gullible. Like I'm just very influenced by whatever I'm reading. So if I'm reading the Meghan Markle biography authorized by her you know her minions that's all in favor of her i'm her yeah. defense attorney and then when i'm reading revenge i'm like ready to burn her at the stake so i just think that i also just believe whatever's in front of me so i okay. don't really know but again i will say a lot of times you know where there's smoke there's fire but you know what a lot of housewives have stayed strong amidst cheating rumors i do not think they would ever break up here's what i wonder i just feel like dumois is not a source anymore in my opinion oh really like it's just all trash i just think that like a lot of it is just completely made up well i can tell you this we will find out on the next season of real housewives of orange county because if she is not filming and if that is a thing you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to try to save that franchise by having that be a storyline right right what do you think about the disneyland photos of them being all cozy well, that's the other thing is it's like, okay, so now they're at Disneyland with very high, you know, high resolution DSLR photos taken 10 feet away. Clearly these are set up paparazzi photos that they themselves probably submitted mm -hmm. um, or gave to the magazine. And I think it's a good PR move, but would they feel they need to do it Chandler if it wasn't true? Right. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. Okay. Well, this just took a really dark turn. We have a lot of Chandler. Our our listener base is Utah and Orange County adjacent in a big way. So I'm going to ask anyone who knows anything on this case to please reach out via DM. Please help us. Whether whether you are a person who has worked with Terry Dubrow, maybe even come on to him. And he said, absolutely not. I would never. Have you seen the stained glass embryos? Okay. I don't, whatever connection you have to this family and any intel you could give us would be incredible. We are actually setting up a 24-hour tip line that we will be standing by <laughs> and monitoring with any information, any leads you have so that we can get to the bottom of this and sleep soundly as a community. I, honestly, Chandler, I would rather be a fly on the wall for this, for whatever conversation went down between Heather and Terry after this rumor came out than a fly on the wall between Meghan Markle and the King of England. Like this is way, more, like I am way more invested in these, in these human beings in Newport coast. 
can you imagine the hammer that smacks down when Heather Dubrow like deals with this type of thing? No, Chandler, that woman is so powerful. I cannot imagine. I no. cannot even imagine. Let's 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 emerge from that violent fantasy. Let's go back into the gates of Newport Coast and discuss the dissolution of David Leslie Bedore mm-hmm. and David. Yes. So David. you guys, David, 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 David. No one saw this coming, but David Bedore and his <laughs> new wife of 23 months, Leslie Bedore, 20 years his junior, one child together. Well, the marriage has come to an end. He first filed for divorce. And mm-hmm. then she posted on Instagram that he'd withdrawn his petition. She told everyone, get back to your regular programming. Right. And then just a couple of days later, when maybe we were all left to think, oh, maybe this was a random thing. Maybe he accidentally filed for divorce. Maybe that happens fine. all the time. For sure. She posted that she had filed for divorce. Now there's Chandler, there's actually no indication or evidence that she did file for divorce or that he ever withdrew his petition. It seems that she is the respondent and that he did file for divorce and now they are getting divorced. And the most interesting thing about this is that her ex-husband has a restraining order out against David Bedore. So clearly some sort of shit went down between him, between David Bedore and Leslie's ex. Who knows what she was doing if she was stepping out with her ex made him crazy jealous who knows what's going on the way this is all unfolded is very interesting karma's a real bitch baby honestly i just think david bedore is a piece of shit well absolutely and i I think the fact that she's happily happily ensconced with john jansen the beautiful tall gorgeous john jansen um of her boyfriend of three years you know with his lake house they're just going to their cute brunches in newport hanging out going to usc games they never knew sex could be this good. No. And there's no restraining orders. I, I just think David Bedore has now a new alimony check to cut, some more child support. He's got 18 years in front of him. And you know what? It's just that cruel witch karma yeah. doing her thing. And I guess I am experiencing a little schadenfreude right now. But yeah, you, you certainly, you're going through something. Um, <laughs> I just hope that Jim Edmonds and David Bedore rot in hell together. Yeah, there's a special place for these men, and it's certainly not in the good favor of this podcast. Oh, speaking of housewives, what? do you want to talk at all about Beverly Hills? Have you been watching Beverly Hills? You know what? I have, Chandler, and obviously the show just got real, real spicy the last two yes. episodes. I actually found it to be good, fun watching for the whole season. Yes, I agree. Chandler, what do you think about this Kathy Hilton drama? So I actually, I haven't gotten to the full point in the Kathy Hilton drama. I am still, I think I just finished the episode where they have that big fight at dinner or whatever. I don't actually know a ton about the Kathy Hilton drama other than that, like, there's something weird with, like, she said something off camera, right? That, like, was apparently causing all this stuff. So she said, apparently off camera, she got in a big fight with the DJ at this bar they were at. So they were at this club called the caribou club which is one of the it's like soho house it's like a members only rich person celebrity club in aspen and the dj wouldn't play a song by michael jackson ostensibly because michael jackson is like a sexual predator uh-huh. um or was allegedly a sexual predator which i definitely believe and anyway um so kathy Hilton freaked out called him the f word slur um, oh shit yeah and and had a complete meltdown and then came back to the house with Lisa Rinna and was completely trashing her entire family, talking about how, you know, Kyle was nothing without her. She could destroy her whole family. She would destroy her whole family. Like all this crazy, Whoa. crazy malevolent stuff. I mean, the thing about it, and there's a lot of people anti Lisa Rinna right now and pro Kathy Hilton, but I just want to say, you know, yeah, you can get made to be feel crazy. Yeah, people say hurtful things. But the idea that you would relish in the idea of destroying your family, I think that there's something very interesting. There's a very interesting, you know, jealousy happening between Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards. And it's something we didn't really have any insight into until now. 
if we look back on the history of this family, Mauricio worked for Rick. Mm -hmm. Then he creates the agency, which is a competing business, becomes a lot more successful than Rick, right? Now they have a Netflix show that they're, that's going to come out mm -hmm. where the daughters are starring with a Mauricio. They're going to be stars in their own right. And I think that it's just interesting, everyone. It doesn't matter how rich you get. You always want to be the richest. Some people always want to be the richest and they always want to be the most famous. And when they see good things happening to people around them, if it they are good with it, as long as it's not better stuff than what's happening to them. And it's something to learn from. It's a demon we all have inside of us potentially. And I think it's something to really learn from. Yeah. I, it's honestly hard to believe. It's so sad to believe, but yeah. we do have to remember that these are sisters who didn't speak for years. Right. You and I have at most like not spoken for a few hours, maybe half a day at our worst. But like the idea that like you that the that the cut would run so deep and the blood would be so bad that you wouldn't speak for years. Like that's well, that is a ton of baggage that maybe at some point would reach the surface if you were trashed and, you know, and upset. I think you just really have to consider what would be what it would be like if, you know, you had probably felt like you provided for my entire family like given us a job and then we created a competing business that became much more successful than you and upended the entire dynamic of you being like the queen doesn't kathy though have enough money but that's Don't the, the hiltons Chandler, have plenty of money that's the thing for some people i think who haven't done enough you know uh plant medicine journeys mm -hmm. and who haven't resolved their issues, really their ego is just driving everything inside of them. And so it literally is like a cancer inside of them, destroying their soul. And I think that that was revealed in Kathy Hilton when she said she wanted to destroy Kyle's family. I just thought honestly that Kathy was always richer than Kyle. I don't, I think that Kyle is definitely more famous and sure. that's a huge thing. And I think that I don't know if the wealth levels are still the same, but I think they might be approaching equal, if not Kyle doing better. Like the agency is huge. It's a huge, yeah. you know, they're, I don't know how much they're worth, but it's definitely on the same level as Kathy Hilton at this point. As the Hilton at hotel franchise, Kyle Richards is a lot more relevant culturally. Oh, right? relevant a hundred percent. It's just like, like Hilton is just like a, I, that's, that's honestly just a way more established household name. Yeah, but we don't know what share of the Hilton empire, you know, Rick Hilton sure. has. I don't think it's yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And the agency is something Mauricio, I mean, obviously we don't know what share that he has in that. But I'm, whatever Lisa Rinna said, or Lisa Rinna said in the episode, that the, all this negativity, a lot of it is spawned by Kyle Richards' ascent. And we have to, if I can, you know, say anything to our listeners is we have to be happy for other people and we have to be happy for other people to be more attractive, richer, you know, like more famous, totally. all those things. Like if you cannot be happy for people younger that have those things and be okay, not being the hottest, youngest, richest person in the room, like it's literally going to, that kind of energy will eat you alive. 100%. And also it's really sad because I love their sister dynamic on the show. So if we lose that in this, you know, carnage, I'm going to be like eternally bummed. Well, I think that Kyle has already taken sides with Kathy. I think Kyle doesn't want the family fallout and she probably recognizes mm -hmm. that this is Kathy's shadow side, but this isn't all to, there is to Kathy. Obviously Kathy's a good person right. and wants the family relationship. So yeah. And now Lisa Rinna is being completely raked over the coals and people are hating Lisa Rinna and saying she's basically just throwing Kathy completely under the bus for fame to stay on the show, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the term morally bankrupt applies most perfectly to Lisa Rinna. Yes, absolutely. But I still think she's amazing television and don't want her off Beverly Hills. 100%. But when she's literally yelling at Sutton at the how homeless, not toothless function. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine going to your friend's dinner party and then you're screaming at someone across the table at like a seated dinner? Like it's, it's insane. That scene was just such a perfect illustration of just how fake these housewives fights are um, and how orchestrated all of it is. Lisa's Lisa Rinna is willing to do it all. Yeah. But Chandler, honestly, they all are. They all want to stay on the show. They all desperately love the fame. 
I don't know. They Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna does more. She does more. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by FrameBridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about FrameBridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Alas, Lauren, enough with these pedestrian celebrities who scream and yell and fight on television. Let's move on to the queen herself, Gwyneth Paltrow. Let's talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow x Brad Falchuk goop episode, which, you know, everyone sprint on over and listen to that once this episode wraps up, which we're, you know, this will be our last little segment. So you can seamlessly mm -hmm. transition to the goop episode because, wow, I've already listened to it twice, Chandler, and thrice is coming. I listened to it a second time this morning. I sent it to Ben and I said, please listen to this with an open heart and mind. And he said, what's it about? And I said, it's just, it's about getting older. And I love the way these people talk to each other. First initial thoughts, mm -hmm. very surprised by the tone of Brad's voice. Um, not like he had a sharp edge to it, but just that he, I did not expect him to sound like that. You, I think you expected him to sound hunkier and more husky yeah. maybe. Like you wanted him Deeper. to have a Jeffrey Dean Morgan voice. Right, a hundred percent. And I was very surprised when I was gre when I was greeted through the airwaves with more of a Steve from Sex in the City adjacent voice, kind of a higher pitch, kind of nerdy dweeby voice. Yeah, like, I said kind of like David Sedaris a little bit. Yes. So that itself, I thought, was kind of just like the cutest part about him. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was such a nerd, just the way yes. he talked and would go on all these wild tangents about this and this. And I think this, and you know me, like the last thing I want to talk about is myself. That's the thing that's the least interesting to me. There was something just such like art nerd about him. It reminded mm -hmm. me a lot of my BYU days. Um, actually, just like the way some of those guys talk, it was really cute. What I, what I loved about it, and I think this is what you're driving at, is that he seems like a person who doesn't think that he, he doesn't think he's hot shit. He doesn't think he's super cool. Yeah. I don't, not sure that I buy it, but that's definitely his shtick. I mean, I just, but also I just didn't feel like he was like, he wasn't giving us like so many like dorky moments. I just feel like the way that he talked was, I don't know. He just like, well, he, he wasn't like, you know what Chandler, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. I'm ready for my credulity to be strained because you know what, honestly, Let's just live in this goodness. He was delightful. He was just like pure. Like, I don't know. And I think too, you know, she's just such a shining beacon and star mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I really did see like, oh, this is a very complimentary match. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's not, he, he is a celebrity, but he's not a person who speaks or, you know, necessarily like acts like a celebrity, I guess. I think, well, he's a, he's behind the scenes, right? He's like a yes. producer. He's a writer. Exactly. Um, so he's, and he considers himself to be an artist. Um, and I just loved it. I loved when he said, he says this casually, he's like a good portion of my day is spent thinking about you and how you're doing and what's going on with you. Oh. Like talking to Gwyneth. I mean, I am walking down the aisle toward a man in 60 days, six, 59 days who has never uttered such a sentence. Um, I'm scared to ask him if that's true. Literally that Lauren, the amount of times I've just asked Ben, you know, dude, are you thinking about me? You know, how much time do you spend thinking about us? It's just like, it's, and maybe it's a good thing. Cause it's just not on his brain. He's not concerned about it, but yeah, it's such second marriage energy. That's one yes. thing I will say. It's just like, I love people who are midlife and obsessed with each other. It is just the cutest vibe and energy. I want to get to that because I have an, I have another thought on the second marriage thing, but I, I will say that he's such an emotionally, like he asks such emotionally thoughtful questions. This mm -hmm. honestly should be classified as pornography. 
it's really beautiful to listen to the way that they communicate. And mm-hmm. I love the way her voice goes very soft when she's talking to him. Her voice gets like very like almost like childlike. Yes. Not in like a gross patriarchal way, just in like a very innocent, like relaxed way. And it's kind of the way you talk to Ben and I talk to Kagan. Like it's just like a it's like a relaxing into your femininity and your just I don't know. It's sweeter. It's vulnerability. just like a sweeter way yeah. of, of talking to somebody. You know, someone who you like care about more than anyone. Oh, how about the part Chandler when he's like, he talks about how, you know, he's like, you're easy. You're a piece of cake. Like, you know, you're, you're not high maintenance. You're not, you're not a problem. You're really easy. All you need is to, is to feel safe, is to feel seen and to feel heard. Like, I'm just like, what? And like he, and then he talks about how, you know, like if she does ever get irritated or kind of flips out a little bit, he's like, you know, I know what exactly what you need in that moment. You know, you're freaked out. You're on edge. Something's going wrong. You need to be contained. You need to be, and you need to feel held and, and controlled essentially. And it's like pretty, pretty fucking hot. Honestly. I, I literally, in that moment, I'm like, I'm a wild animal. Contain me, Brad. <laughs> Contain, Contain me, Brad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's like, and she's like, and thank you for doing it. You know, thank well, you. And- and also, like, the moments that he talks about where she, you know, she's, she snaps at him. And I'm like, I snap, too. It's amazing hearing that Gwyneth Paltrow snaps because the door's not closed, you know? A hundred percent. She's got to write that blog article about goop jeans. I mean, or good jeans, whatever. I am completely just... We've, we're first, we're drunk on the Kool-Aid and we're, let's just live in it. Let's bask in it. Let's bask People in can, it. Let's just, you know what? Let's just be drunk together in this. Yes. When he says that one of your greatest gifts is contextualizing things for people, I felt that. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I think that he's right, right? And I think that listening to her talking about her growth and accepting aging and, you know, becoming a person comfortable with not being seen in the culture as like the hot it girl, that Mm -hmm. was an interesting, vulnerable conversation to have. And I just definitely thought it was valuable. To, yes. to listen to her perspective there. Also, hearing that Gwyneth Paltrow has struggled with how she feels about herself, which is maybe something we've heard before, but just like hearing that it was literally a truly a lifelong journey for her, that even at 25, mm-hmm. she didn't feel like she was super hot. Like the fact that this woman has still, you know, only recently started to like actually always feel great about herself and not just to be like kind of plagued by those same demons that every woman faces. Like it was, it was amazingly, uh, like real to hear, I guess. Yeah. And I think that, again, it's something that we talk a lot about about on this podcast, but I think that there's something really valuable about women visible in the culture, you know, being comfortable through the seasons of their life instead of, you know, instead of like an Erica Jane energy or the energy of people that are continuously mm-hmm. not accepting time marching on. Yeah. And, and I thought that it was, it's a great conversation. So I do have one devil's advocate note, and this oh, is mainly no. due to the, the gold the gold photo shoot. I guess we're sobering up. We're sobering up a little bit because... Yeah, I get what you're saying here. I already know what you're going to say, but I get I it. haven't collected all my thoughts, but it was still a naked photo shoot at 50. It was still so a naked It was photo definitely shoot. still like, I'm so hot at this age vibe. Yes, which is like amazing, but it's just like, okay, if you want the conversation to be about you caring less about being hot then maybe don't have it be a completely naked photo shoot. I mean, her, like, yes, she doesn't look 25, but there was no, like, looseness or real wrinkles or, like, you know. It's a body a lot of 25-year-olds would envy. Let's be real. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, I think that definitely there's a little cognitive dissonance there. But you know what, Chandler? We can't all be perfect. Do we want her translated? Do we want her off this earth? A little bit. Okay. No, we don't. We don't. We want her. It's a very niche reference. You'll get it. If you know, you know. Um, so yeah, that, that was my one like note. I, cause I felt like the podcast and her essay were such stunning perspectives I agree. and I just like, yeah. the photo was just like, mm, it was just like, yes. Oh, but see, also, I was, no. ref- yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I was referring to the running and jumping photo that was put up. Oh, see, I'm talking. Oh, wow. I mean, that one was like beautiful and she looks, you know, her body is amazing. She looks great. But the, it the all gold, applies to both photos. It, it the applies gold photos, both. especially, yeah. especially you know, straining on our credulity. Here's the thing, <laughs> and this is you cannot say that one more time during this recording. Here's the thing: it's still a 
look at my body moment. And I just yeah. think that if, even if that was the third photo in the carousel, Gwen, like maybe if the, like what I love about her most of the time is that she posts a photo that's very real, you know, where she just is like looking like she's like in bad lighting and she's got her glasses reflection or whatever. And like, right. But she's just like at ease. And it was kind of like, okay, this is still what matters, I guess. And maybe I'm extrapolating too much, but anyways, I can stop rambling now. I think that, you know what, if you want to post a flattering hot photo and that helps you feel better about any birthday, I think we should all give each other the grace to do that. We can't expect her to be perfect. She gives us a lot of unfiltered energy, unmade up. She does. A lot of the time in a non-annoying, just happy way, not a Bethany Frankel way. Yeah. Uh, And though, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. I still love her more than life itself. And Mm -hmm. I hope she, you know, gives us another amazing 10 years, which I'm sure she will. I I loved hearing her perspective on being a step parent. I loved hearing that, you know, one time she yelled at, you know, Brad's kid and how much he was like, you know, how that was a breakthrough. I just, I thought their perspectives on, uh, on step parenting were really cool. Well, it was just interesting to hear them talk about how, like, you know, it's just talking about yelling at kids and like right, it's snapping right. and getting annoyed. It just was very like, oh, they're just like us a moment, you know? I loved when Brad talked about how, like what archetype he falls into as a father. And he was like, you know, I'm just a person with stability who establishes boundaries within the home. And for some reason, like I, maybe it's growing up with strict parents, but like, I kind of like, I kind of love strict parents a little bit, like, mm-hmm. because I do think that there was a lot of good that came from our parents being really strict. Mm-hmm. And I, th- yeah. I, I see myself being a fairly strict parent myself. And I For don't know, sure. strict comes with a lot of like connotations, but just being like a parent with boundaries, you know, home with order for sure. Exactly. And like, and I just loved, I don't know, there was like a, a part of my, like, maybe I'm like the trunch bowl inside my soul, but I was like, yes, like children must respond to order. You know, children love boundaries, give them rules and boundaries, Brad. Yeah, no, there was, it was, it was hot. It was, it was definitely Dilf energy. I'll give you that much. Absolutely. And she said that lovely thing about, you know, I think her friends who've been married for a long time, they've even had like second marriages within their marriage, which I'm like, I I love that. You don't have to get divorced to, you know, have a, you know, a, a renaissance with like your partner. Right. Exactly. Honestly, I agree with you. That part was really special. Okay. So everyone go listen to the Goop podcast with Brad Falchuk and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's just a completely delightful way to spend 50 minutes. Thank you so much for listening today. This week on Patreon, we have a recap of my bachelorette in Southern Utah. So that will be up. That will be up as you're listening to this. So anyway, that will be up on Patreon. You can click the link in our show notes to listen to a very special episode about my bachelorette. And then next week we'll be back to regular scheduled programming. So we'll probably do a deep dive, maybe do some Royals on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Just get back in the saddle. Yes. Love it. All right. Love you, sis. Love you too. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pahapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Wednesday.